Greetings, podcast world. So glad that you are here today. We're going to do something different for the next few weeks. I was recently asked to do a series of podcast interviews with the church where I used to work, Grace Family Church in Mshlanga, South Africa. Tom Bassan, who is one of the co-senior pastors, and I sat down and had a few conversations. It was super enjoyable for me, and I'm hoping it will be helpful for you as well. All of these are like hot topics for me. The first one is about the church and the damage that it's done over time. And then the next week, we talk about truth. And then finally, we talk about why is there suffering. I'll release one of these every week for the next three weeks. So I hope you'll join us. I know that some of you are part of Grace Family Church, and you may have already heard these. And if you do, that's fine. But I hope, you, I hope they help you a lot. So I'll turn it over to Tom. Well, hello and welcome to another episode, episode nine of the Grace Podcast. I'm really, really excited about this one. Um, I've got Skip Collins with me and I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment. Um, But yeah, we're so excited that you've joined us. Thank you for tuning in. However, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening in your car, uh, we really are uh, so glad that you've joined us. Um, I've got Skip Collins, also known as Spike. Uh, or uh, ship, uh, you went by a whole bunch of different names. Uh, for those who are new to the podcast or are not familiar with Grace's story, uh, Skip and I have actually worked together for, can you believe it, Skip, 14 years I was working. Yeah. Uh, we came on to staff the exact same day, October 2007, and Skip was my boss and has been a mentor to me and uh, uh, a legend, really, around Grace Family Church. Skip has recently moved to the States. I'm sure you can share some of your story. And um so we are zooming from across the world. It's so great to see Skip, uh, to see you again, Skip. And um, that beard just continues to amaze. <laughs> For those of you who can't see the video, Skip's got a long beard. Um, but Skip is a theologian. He's a preacher. He's a pastor. Um, he's a grandfather, a father. Uh, has an incredible story of, uh, of ministry and of life. And uh, as we're in the series, Asking for a Friend, we're asking these tough questions, you know, like how can a good God allow suffering? You know, how can we know truth in a world where it seems like truth is, is relative, there's alternative facts? And, and also the, the topic we want to look at today, which is, uh, isn't the church being responsible for so much injustice, so much pain, so much hurt? And how does that work? And I'd love to hear Skip's uh, view on this um, and kind of a disclaimer. We don't have to always agree. And Skip and I, we've had, uh, I think we've had times we've been on totally different poles of this thing, but we welcome that at Grace. We want to have a robust conversation. So I'm going to push back probably, Skip, and we're going to, we're going to dance a little bit, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. I think from my side, I often hear the, the objection, which is, you know, I love Jesus, but not so fond of the church. You know, Gandhi's favorite word, I love your Christ, but your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Um, and so how does that work? And maybe people listening to this have been impacted by church abuse. So what are your thoughts on how come the church is responsible for so much injustice and what are we going to do with that? Yeah, you know, I think that I think that if you polled most pastors, they might say the same thing. I love Jesus. This church is driving me crazy. Um, you know, I, I think that's the, the the nature of things. I think we need to be honest and say, yes, the church has um, inflicted a lot of harm um, from time to time, which is incredibly sad. Um, but it is, I mean, it, it, it is the truth. And I think we need to acknowledge that and be real with that. 
Um, and I think that, you know, one of the, one of the advantages of getting older, which you'll soon learn is, <laughs> is as you look back, you realize, Hey, let me not just put the blame on the crusades because I've done this too. You know, there have been things in my own ministry that I look back and think, man, you know, that was, I said something that was hurtful or I shouldn't have done that. And so, so I think, I think, first of all, we just got to acknowledge that that's, that's true because we're flawed human beings and the church is just a bunch of human beings. And so we, we don't get it wrong all the time. And sometimes we hurt people, but I think that, um, I think that one of the important things to start with in this discussion is to say that, that G I don't think, oh, oh, let me say this first. <laughs> I've often said when I preach, I, I want this to be the beginning of the conversation, not the end of the conversation. Yeah, so yeah. like Tom said, if you don't, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But I don't think Jesus came to start the church as we know it. No. I mean, th that wasn't the goal of Jesus' ministry to, um, to eventually get to the point where Hillsong's writing music and we're all singing their songs with lights and haze. And, you know, the way we do church these days, that this, I don't think that was Jesus' plan beginning. In fact, the only passage I can think of where Jesus speaks about is when he tells Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the powers of hell won't prevail against it. That's the only one I can think of. I might be wrong. But then Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God hundreds mm. of times. Yeah. Um, he, he's, Jesus came, I would suggest, to really usher in this idea of the kingdom of God. Mm. But I think we, um, we've, messed, we, we've messed up what the kingdom of God is. We, yeah. We've got a wrong understanding, I think, of what the kingdom of God is that Jesus was talking about. And it's probably just because of the way we are, the way we're wired as human beings. We hear, we hear kingdom and we think about hierarchy. We think about structures. We think yeah. about how we're, how we're organized. And that's, you know, that's all okay. But I'm not sure um, if that's what Jesus um was was talking about you know yeah, so like the difference in a movement or a way of being rather than an institution <laughs> it is you know because because kingdom immediately gives this this idea um of hierarchy and so we have we have this we've kind of equated the kingdom of god with the church sometimes so there's this this hierarchy there's the pastor or there's the priest or the bishop or whoever is in charge and there's this thing flows down, but they're, they're God's man or God's woman in the place and, and whatever they say goes. Yeah. And, and, and that's okay until it gets to the point where we can't question that. We can't go against that because, because this, is, this is the way it is. There's this hierarchy that we have to fall, fall into. And then it, it gets to the point where if you don't agree, you're not really in. You're like in or out by what you believe and by what this person says we must we must believe. And so so then then it becomes who, who are we against? You know, it's like they don't agree with us. So who are we against? And so we have all these campaigns of things that we're against. And I think all of that combined has the potential of being incredibly harmful when we when we think of the kingdom of God in terms of of hierarchy remember remember when um in the old testament when 
um, when the people came to Samuel because they didn't have a king. This this yeah. this this group of people had no king, and they came to Samuel and said, "All the other nations have a king. We need to have a king." Yeah. So Samuel goes to God and says, "The people want a king." God says, "No, well, they, they don't. No, you really don't want that. Yeah. You really don't want a king. <laughs> trust me. You know, <laughs> hierarchies are no good. Trust yeah. me." And they said, "No, was right because he's right because all the kings sucked. <laughs> they all sucked. You know, I know. Yeah. And so it's like, no, you don't. Yes, we do. No, you don't. Okay, I'll give you a king, but you'll be sorry. Yeah. Um, but we have lived with this kind of hierarchical kingdom kind of mentality." Mm. Um, for a long time we've brought into the church and i'm afraid that that it has done more harm than good yeah i think I like even that. even in our modern day um leadership culture around church that we talk about that grace has been a lot about that i that i really believe in but i think if we if we see church leadership without servant leadership yeah we've totally blown it yeah. because it's church leadership is not hierarchical yeah. Um, it's visionary. It's all those things that we talk about, but it's not hierarchical. Yeah. Um, you know, so even the idea of, I mean, you said in the beginning, Skip was my boss and yeah, I, I supervised and I probably acted like a boss, but it wasn't right. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, we've got to see this thing in a less hierarchical kind of light because hierarchies always do damage. And yeah. they always hurt people. You can look through history. It just is, um, is the way it is. Mm. I like what you said about also, also the idea of how we become gathered around these like propositional truths. So you're either in or you're out, you know, and we've always said at Grace, we, we, we want you, you can belong before you believe, you know, but we, we flipped sure. that around and said, no, no, you've got to believe X, Y, Z if you want to belong. And so what happens is now when you start to feel like, well, I'm not sure if I agree with that, what the, it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing as a human being now to say, well, I know the risk of me going against this idea because I'm my belonging is now threatened because I've seen people who've spoken out and said, we don't agree with that. And then they're gone, you know, <laughs> or they're kind of excommunicated or whatever. And so now you say, I mean, I literally had a friend of mine who just wrote a book and it's quite a controversial book. And, and they've literally had a whole church saying, no, that book is not allowed to be read. You know, that's sort of like, you've been banned, whatever. And the one uh, person he spoke to, she says, you know, I don't know, actually want to read your book because I know I'll agree with you. So I'd rather just not read it. You know, like, like literally she's saying, I know I'm going to agree with you, but I'd rather stay in my, in my ignorance. And it says, because this is my tribe, you know? Yeah. Uh, so when you get into that little propositional in and out based on some kind of um, theory, I mean, that's kind of what I've loved working with you, Skip, because we've had on our team, you know, we've had like, fairly robust conversations on our leadership team at Grace. We're, I think we're united around mission, or at least we've sought to be united around mission rather than around, you know, doctrinal or theological kind of um, things. And we've, we've had space for that. And I've always really appreciated that. Yeah. So, so how, do you, how do you speak to someone who has felt like they've been in an environment like that, or they've been hurt by that? Like, what do you, what would you say to that person? Yeah, I think that's, um, I, I think that we have to understand human nature. Mm. Um, I've been hurt by my wife and I've hurt my wife, you yeah. know, and we love each other deeply and the people we love sometimes um, I've had long conversations with my adult children about how I screwed them up when they were little, you know, about things that, that, I, that I've apologized for and I wish I had done differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think that we have to um, come at it as adults. And, and I do understand that the pain sometimes 
is incredibly deep. I, I mean, I know that, you know, um, and I think that there are times when when certain situations are toxic and we need to move out of those toxic situations. If we're in a toxic environment, we've got to get out of it, you know, yeah. if it's toxic for us. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it. And all these things, we're kind of we're kind of moving into other areas as we get going through throughout the three weeks. But yeah. but certainly the, the willingness to forgive, the willingness to let go, the willingness to move on, yeah. um, I think, from a particular place as we kind of figure all this out. Um, yeah. It's been really, really interesting because I've done a lot of had a lot of conversations with people that have left the church for these very reasons. Yeah. Um, there's this big word these days, deconstruction, you know, yeah. they've kind we'll of about that deconstructed their faith and, yeah. and they're not in church, but they miss it. You know, there's parts of it that they, that they really, that they really miss. I did, I've got this little podcast and I did an interview with um, one of my sons one time and he didn't go to church much for about 10 years, but he talked about there were elements of it that he would miss. And so he would kind of jump back into it for a little bit, but the pain was like, okay, no, I can't do this, you know? Uh, and then he'd pull back out and, and, and his journey finally led him to a place where he could, where he could be a part of, and he doesn't agree with everything, but he can be a part of a place. And so I would encourage people um, to find that, to find that place, you know, mm. um, and it's a journey and it takes time. And if you need to just back out for a while, yeah. back out for a while you know um, and it's not going to be like you say it's not going to be perfect like as you say often it's the people closest to us that hurt us the most but if, yeah. I think if, if there's an expectation because we can we can bring on like a victim mentality when all this has happened to me and we stay in that place absolutely like you say, yes. I understand there's there's deep wounds there but i do feel like i mean i know i've hurt people and people have hurt me in the church and there's parts of the church that drive me absolutely crazy and i wish we could change and there's other parts that you know what I mean? So, and, and, and I'm, and this is like my job, you know? So I yeah. think that it's understanding that, as you say, where there are people, there are problems and hurt people, hurt people. And I'm one of those people and you're one of those people. So I think it's, um, it is in some ways, right sizing our expectations. I remember Mark yeah. Trotten always used to say, you know, find me the perfect church. Cause the minute you get there, it'll stop being perfect. You know? <laughs> so just any other thoughts? I mean, we've got lots more. We, Skip's actually going to be with us for the guys listening. He's actually going to be with us for the next two episodes as well. And I really like this idea of, we spoke around sort of deconstructing. I think we live in this world of sort of deconstruction and post-truth and all of that. So we'll talk about that next week. But for, to, for this week, um, just around any sort of closing thoughts around um, the church injustice, how we deal with church pain? Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, one of the parts of the question you asked at the very beginning, so let me address this as we wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, the question was, do I need to be a part of the church to follow Jesus? Yeah. You know, um, and it's, uh, I mean, the, the short, simple answer to that is no, you know, it's, 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 it's not a, it's, you know, the organized churches, we know it. Yeah. Um, no, you there's don't. No, there's no command in the scriptures that said thou shalt be part of a local. No, you don't, you don't have to go to church, but with that, but there's a, and there's a big, but in this is that you do need community. And, and I think, I think the community aspect of church um, of being together it is more is critical. We, we all felt it during COVID. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can sit home and watch Grace Online every Sunday, which I often do. 
um, <laughs> here in America, but I, I can watch it every Sunday, but it's not the same as being in the room, mm. you know? Um, I want them to turn the camera. I want to see who's there. Like, oh, I want to see that person. Oh, I missed that, that guy, you know? It's like, there's, a part, there's an element of church that maybe the, the X factor or something that is incredibly non-tangible, that's not just about sitting and giving information. Yeah. Um, Renee Brown one time did this wonderful blog about going to a church she had never been in before and standing and singing with strangers and how wonderful it was for her. You know, there's mm -hmm. just something about being together that that I don't think you can you can quantify. I don't think you can just quite put your finger on it, but it's it is there. Mm -hmm. And so I always would encourage people to find that community it might be five people yeah. you know it might be a church of 2000 i don't know but find find that kind of community mm -hmm. there was um there was a tv show back in the 70s one of my favorite tv shows called cheers and cheers if if you know it it all yeah. took place in a bar right so the whole thing was shot in a bar and it was the same this group of people that came to this bar every afternoon. Um, and there was a guy, his name was Norm. And in every episode, Norm would walk in, he'd open the door and say, good afternoon, everyone. And the whole bar would go, hi, Norm. Yeah. The whole place, the theme song of that show, um, if I can remember the words, it's my favorite TV theme song ever. It's, it's, I think it's making, making your way in the world today takes everything you got, um, find, I can't remember the exact word, but finding people that, that love you sure does help a lot. Yeah. And then it says, wouldn't you love to go to a place where everybody knows your name yeah. and everybody's glad you came? Yeah, it's great. You know? And there's, there's something about church yeah. where a place where people know your name, where they know you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you they, know, they, they, they way. Yeah. You don't have to be somebody else. You can just come and be yourself. And everybody knows your name. Everybody's glad you came. And you're a part of this community that I don't think you can find maybe in a chairs bar, but it was made up, you know? Yeah. So I don't know where else you can, you can find that. But that's the element that I think we need. And that's an element that a, that a church gives us, unlike at least any other place that I know. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's awesome. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's a great place to end the podcast for today. We also just want to say, hey, if you're watching this and you feel like you have come out of a, a toxic church space or you're hurting and you're not really sure how uh, to deconstruct or how to find a place to belong, and maybe grace can be that for you. We'd love to just walk alongside you and journey with you and figure out the next step, even if it means not ending up at grace. Uh, but we do want to help you to figure out a place where you can belong and feel safe and come as you are and, and, and that. So thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Skip, it's been awesome. And uh, we'll see you next week. So thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you want to know more about Grace Family Church, I'll put a link below. Also, if you're able to support this podcast, please check out my Patreon page where you can give as little as a dollar a month. And believe me, it helps. So until next time, shalom.